Part three on our series of Who Runs America. And remember how we organize this. If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine who you are not allowed to criticize. Developing your own um, library in your own classroom. Um, it is frustrating, disappointing. You know, the Rainbow Library is not here, but Amazon, Bookman's, uh, a lot of the used bookstores, I spent a fortune in. I will no longer call a person queer if I don't see them participating in queer politic. You're gay. Sure, you're gay. That is not the same as queer. If you haven't put a mask on in a week, not queer. Hey, Stacy here. I want to come on today to talk about something that's been pretty popular of discussion online on social media is regarding the trans period. Because I want to come out today and say that I do experience this. I'm still trying to get my mind around the fact that I've been arrested for silent thoughts going on in the privacy of my own head. If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. Thank you to HealthyCell.com slash Todd for helping us get this going. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Ongoing series just examining who's running things. And we can do this by following money, which is the oldest path in the world. We can also do this by figuring out who we're not allowed to criticize. And with that, you determine who has the most power. It's not the people who say they're marginalized. That's for sure. That is not true. They're not marginalized. They're marginalizing us. And it's quite by design. So I guess it's not really a language warning as much as it is a content warning uh, for this segment. And the reason we do these shows, because I have a friend of mine. Kevin say, uh, hey, dude, I love your cast, but uh, when you start talking about the so-called trans stuff, I got to tune out. This isn't about that. This is about determining who's running things. And when we look at this, remember something when we talk, talk about who's running things in this world. Let's remember this. From 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Now the Spirit speaketh. Oh, this is King James. Now the Spirit speaketh. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, devils speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Let's keep that in mind as we go through and look at some of the examples of the people who are demonstrably running things. On the Substack, there is a link to an article, fantastic article about... um, Demonic possession versus demonic oppression, or uh, I'm reading a book on this topic as well. So as we go through this, let's just go through some signs of the times, not to quote Prince or to be cliched, but that's that's way to put it. The um, good housekeeping has put together their experts' favorite products of 2022, this, this year past. And one of their favorite products is a set of panties that will allow boys and men to pretend they have periods. Gross, right? 
Here's it. They're right. Well, some menstrual product brands are still not gender inclusive. Tomboy X offers top tested period panties in a variety of different styles designed to be affirming to menstruators of all genders. Only women. That means adult human females menstruate. We all know this. Who's running things? Is it the the marginalized people? I am not. Uh, look, there's a bunch of gross comments we could make about this, about all sorts of underwear. Um, there's also a reminder. You can buy these for your toddler. Oh, I'm not kidding. You can not, not menstruation, but you can buy. They're called um, stuffers. And you can buy these if your little girl, you, you want your little girl to grow up believing she's a boy. There's this. Walmart is putting sex toys next to kids' toothbrushes. Someone will need to explain to me how these things belong together. Who's running things when that happens? Walmart, this as mainstream as it can get, China Mart, making that decision. Now, maybe that's not in all stores. I, I guess I'll go look at our Walmart and see if it's there. But there's things beyond this that these can be seen as annoying and they should be seen as annoying and they're, they're clearly evil. Um, and there's sort of things you don't have to buy the fake panties if you don't want to. And you, you can unsubscribe and stop your, your subscription to good housekeeping, which you should do right now. Never again have that trash in your house. But then there are things that are far more serious. And this case has been going on for, uh, well, gosh, I've been aware of this for six years. Um, A Texas father, you might know about this, has been fighting to save his son, James, from being chemically and surgically mutilated. A so-called judge in Dallas has issued an order allowing this guy's ex-wife power over her son James Younger's medical decisions, and he was aged at the time, uh, it's now been cleared that this woman can take this little boy to California and have him chemically and surgically mutilated. Who's running things? That's from the state of Texas. Who's running things? Who's in charge of America? Well, let's, let's just remember who is powering the sexual left. Pharma. Let's just remember... The human rights campaign out of San Francisco, this distinctly satanic group, evil, evil to the core. Uh, Some of those families from very, very wealthy families, and I'm talking about billionaire level wealth, shifted their investments out of hotels and such and in to big pharma and into medical devices and surgical clinics at the same time as they began pushing this mental illness into the minds of children. The same groups that then worked behind the scenes to to go around the voters' backs, also powered by the Thomas Reuters Foundation. And reports indicate that Thomas Reuters Foundation helped propel this thing into kids' minds. And there's other groups. One of the largest, if not the largest, law firm in the world signed up to do that. Uh, pro, Pro bono, free. So when we talk about the party, we see the media ignoring this. In fact, we see the media promoting this. Uh, We see the CDC promoting it. We see Twitter to this day will kick you off if you say that men are are not uh, women. I've been suspended twice for this in the past month. My friend Julie was just suspended for this. So who is actually running things? And I guess the question is, why 
do they get to run things? What has empowered them? Well, I have a spiritual theory and then a worldly theory, and they match up. And the more you study the party and the more you really look at it, you'll understand that there is no daylight between what the party wants and what Satan wants for this planet. Not not a sliver of daylight. And we'll talk about that, obviously. Hey, there are... <laughs> There's a lot of things that the party wants out of us. They would like us to be broke, angry, desperate, racist, uh, drug-addicted sex bots. And did you get the broke part? What's going to go on in the next uh, two years in finance is going to be, uh, uh, unfortunately, earth-shattering for a lot of people. Now, I don't know that, but all the signs are there. The long, dark winter that's coming in Europe, that's, that sign is there. And it was two years ago that the World Economic Forum said there's going to be a long, dark winter. Uh, the buying up of farmland by the Chinese Communist Party, buying up our farmland and, as a consequence of that, purchasing our water rights. Bill Gates purchasing farmland at record uh, amounts with the sole intention, in my judgment, of making sure that the, that the price of cattle goes through the roof. And to raise cattle, because, of course, he wants us to have to purchase foods from him that he has patented. That's the design. It's the same swindle. Now, have you heard any of this from your financial advisors? Have you gotten an emergency note from any of your financial advisors? Have any of them sent you um, an invitation to a webinar on this stuff, on the record high interest rates and how this was foreseen? If they haven't, do you still believe that they are operating with risk management at the center of what they do? Do you still believe that they're willing to tell you the truth? Or do they want to have you whistle past a graveyard? Well, Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management tells the truth. He is a man who considers his profession to be stewarding people's money with risk management at the core. And you can go back to knowyourriskradio.com. You can go all the way back to when Zach began the radio show. That's a long time ago. You can listen to the first episodes. And Zach has been consistent because he operates on principle. That's why we have him on the show every single week. Uh, It is 2023 just beginning. Are you going to go another year with your money being managed by people who do not want to tell you the truth about a rigged financial system? Zach will tell you the truth, and also, it's the system we have. It's the only one we have. We have to be able to work within it, and Zach is expert at that. So is his team at Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can't be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management's investment advisor representative. Check Financial LLC and SEC Richard Investment Advisor. So James Younger's son is going to be um, chemically and surgically mutilated in the state of California. There's nothing James can do about it. This was the law that's, that Gavin Newsom signed that means that that is now a place where if, you are, if you're a divorced parent and your spouse wants that done to your kid, the second they cross into the state of California, it's over. You're done. That is now the medical kidnapping state of the country. And it is even more perverse and extreme than the separate countries of Washington and Oregon. Who will follow suit? And this stuff extends as we look at who is in charge, even to people who identify as so-called trans. 
there's a group that's called so-called trans against groomers. And these are people who recognize the fact that they have a mental illness. They're saying, yeah, we believe ourselves to be this and we know it's a mental illness. And it should not be glorified. (laughs) And nor should it be stigmatized. Nor should it necessarily be medicalized. And it shouldn't be, but that's their position. They have been suspended from Twitter. These are people talking about their own mental illness have been suspended from Twitter. So why are these people getting to run things? Well, there's, there's an answer to that, and someone accidentally gave it away. There's an answer to that. But let's begin with how extreme this is and to what degree they are actually running the world. This is a video of a, of a man who is quite clearly a man. In fact, he's got a male, part, a male pattern baldness. Uh, he has splashed a ridiculous amount of rouge and eyeshadow on his face. And I ain't no color experts, but dude, pink is not your color. Uh, he is wearing a shooting uh, the, the, the camera uh, close up to the face and has a scarf around his neck so as to hide the Adam's apple. It's a very, very spooky dude. And again, this is at the Substack. You can go watch this if you want to. Um, there's some rough language in this. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, necessarily profane, but it's descriptive. I just want you to know that. And this is what he says about his body. Now, he actually believes this is happening. Hey, Stacy here. I want to come on today to talk about something that's been pretty popular discussion online on social media is regarding the trans period, because I want to come out today and say that I do experience this. And even though we don't have the physical parts to bleed, we do have the same symptoms, the bloating, the gas, the irritability, the mood swings. You know, it, it's basically akin to the symptoms of PMS, really, is how I would describe it. Basically, this all started originally when I was starting on phytoestrogen, and it started up slow. It wasn't as severe until I got on to estradiol. And now it seems like the symptoms are a lot stronger. I've been having more bloating, pain, and gas. And the gas has been really stinky. When you look at cisgender women, they've done studies. One thing they found that can cause this sort of thing in cisgender women is fluctuations in adrenal functionality. Your adrenal gland is where the majority of your hormones are produced, except for your primary hormone, which is produced by your reproductive organs. Now, in a case of me, mine are completely shut down, so I don't get it from there anymore. However, my adrenal gland still produces a little bit of testosterone, and every trans woman is the same way, and cisgender women too. Some of us have sensitivity to testosterone, and in other cases, it's large increases in testosterone during that cycle. Now, I did mention that we don't have the parts to bleed, technically, but for someone like me, being a switch, I like backdoor play, and I like to do it myself on a regular basis, and I've noticed that during this time, I do end up getting a little bit of blood coming out of there when it doesn't normally happen, so... Take your own judgment on that one, I guess. I I will take my own judgment on that one. 
you're you are an ill ill man uh, and incidentally to ladies listening to this is does does that sound anything like a period what that man just described doing to his body you are tearing your tissues up sir is what you're doing that's why you're bleeding is you are ripping yourself apart now see that could get me kicked off of twitter that could get me fired from a job. If I refuse to call him a woman, I'll give you, an, for instance, Bonneville Communications is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. And I had a terrific career working for them, and I have nothing disparaging to say about them at all. They, they were just phenomenal uh, in treatment of our family and in, in 99% of ways, phenomenal. Um, they require in the workplace that people pretend that men are women. And I went on record in front of, I don't know, probably 20 people on staff and the corporate attorney at Bonneville. And I said in a meeting, um, I raised my hand and said, Matt, I will never do that. Ever. Uh, I will avoid the use of pronouns around people. I will use whatever name someone wants to give themselves because they're an adult and get to pick their name. But I will never, ever pretend that a man is a woman or vice versa ever. And if that's grounds for my firing, so be it. And that's the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints owns that company. And I'm to understand that that is extended across their company. So who actually is running things? Because in the case of that company and many, many others, people like him are running things. How and why do they have that power? Well, we can go back to matched agendas. His agenda is pharma's agenda. Did you hear how much he's getting shot up with? They love him. And what they're trying to do is make sure that all insurance has to pay for that, meaning you have to pay for it. Depending on what plan he's on, you may be paying for it now. So who's in charge? It's not the marginalized people. We're the marginalized people. And this is one of the greatest acts of gaslighting is to have people continue to be able to claim this marginalization. So who's running things? Well, here's the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, for disease control. Uh, They have a self-assessment tool for schools that they're pushing called the LGB so-called TQ inclusivity in schools. They're pushing schools to be measured to make sure that they're doing what the party wants, what that man wants, what Rachel Levin wants, what pharma wants, what Hollywood wants. And what are some of the side effects of this? Well, one of the side effects is people getting raped and then feeling guilty for having been raped. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Feeling guilty for having been raped. This is now natural in this world. One of the other byproducts of this is obviously people having fewer children. In other words, global depopulation. Would you look at that? Why are these people being given the power to run the world? Well, in end-stage regimes... And when there are uh, governments attempting to install tyranny, they enlist the aid of people who are mentally ill-balanced. Why? 
Because mentally ill people will do things and say things that other people will not. Now, we could look at this as mental illness. When I listen to that man and I look on the shelves of Walmart and I see sex toys next to kids' toothbrushes and I see better how, or good housekeeping selling uh, panties so men like that can pretend to have periods. And I read this from the Telegraph. Women prisoners who call so-called transgender inmates, he or him, face extra jail time. Under equality rules, offenders who use the terms deemed threatening, abusive, or insulting could have additional days added to their sentence. That was back in October 2021. They're still doing that. So get this. You're a woman, and you're in prison, and a man who you're supposed to pretend is a woman throws you to the ground and rapes you. You can make that report. But if you call that man a he, you're in trouble. Why are these people being given so much control? And find for me the daylight between their agenda and Satan's agenda. I dare you. Try to find the daylight. Because it ain't there. So did I say something about people feeling guilty for having been raped? Yes. So, But why is this happening? Because a woman said this, and she said the part that she's not supposed to say out loud. She said it out loud. And incidentally, why is the so-called GOP, why are they backing off on this? Well, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with following the money. The other way you can look at this stuff. The soda weight loss protocol. What is a protocol for weight loss? Well, there's a lot of them. Uh, And some of them are helpful. Some of them are not. There's the fast weight loss thing. Like if you see those things that uh, you, you know, you'll see promoted online, the grapefruit diet. Yeah, if you starve your body of protein and you eat a whole bunch of grapefruit and and little else, yeah, you're gonna drop you're gonna drop some fat and a bunch of muscle, and you're gonna torture your body, and that fat that that fat is gonna bounce back on the second you can't stand eating just grapefruits anymore. Uh, there are other diets that are designed for that sort of hit that you get the immediate high of, ooh, I look better. And I get, now I can go to the wedding or I can go to the beach or what have you. Then there are protocols for responsible, sustainable loss of fat. That's the soda weight loss protocol. Okay, Responsible, sustainable. In other words, based in scientific rigor. I'm not, we know what science is. We know it's a process. Okay, so I'm not going to say the science says, because the science doesn't say anything. The process has been this. Their healthcare providers, meaning they actually provide health to people. And they had constantly people coming in and saying, hey, you've helped us with all sorts of other conditions. Why can't you help us drop fat? So the doctors who founded this this sort of weight loss and, and nurses, they looked at how is it that people are so dissatisfied with the fat loss programs? And they studied the thing and said, well, here's why. This isn't for sustainability. So they created a thesis. Hey, if we do it this way, if our protocol does this, we're going to see great results that sustain themselves. So they launched one store and boom, it took off. One became three, became seven. And then the wildest thing happened. Through word of mouth, people started to go. All these stores were in Texas. Through word of mouth, people started to come from Florida and Alabama and Oklahoma and Georgia to go to Texas to drop unwanted fat. 
And now you have it nationwide and you don't need to go anywhere. They looked at this and said, our plan works. It's sustainable. And people continue to keep this fat off their bodies. That's the protocol and the approach. And you can start now. You could be to the SotaWeightLoss.com website while listening to this program, unless you're driving. And you could be off and running in this new year of 2023. It's Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. Soda stands for state-of-the-art. SodaWeightLoss.com. So why are they uh, being given this enormous control over society? Well, we'll get to that because a woman said it. I, I don't think she knows what she said, but she came right out and said it. This is a note uh, from Reddit, and Reddit is a social media site that a lot of people who are trying to, quote, detransition, that is, get their bodies back from Big Pharma. And if they've been, if they've been mutilated surgically, they're never going to get them back. That's gone forever. And you'll have trans radicals and gender jackers say, oh, no, if a girl has a mastectomy, we'll just give her fake breasts and she gets her breasts back. No, she doesn't. She gets sacks of water. She gets sacks of salt water, sacks of saline. She doesn't get those organs back. That's not God's design. That's what she gets. She can't breastfeed. That's not getting your breasts back. They're not sacks. And this is one of the things that gender jackers actually tell little girls. This is a phrase. Um, when girls are not liking the changes in their bodies and they're growing breasts and they're uncomfortable and which girl wasn't, they call them sad sacks. We can cut those off of you. This is from Reddit. I was abused and raped by a trans girl and I feel so guilty. Okay, so when we read that headline, let's make sure what we understand. A boy raped this girl, a boy who pretends to be a girl. Here's her note. I was in an abusive relationship with a trans girl, meaning boy, for the past two years, and I just recently got out, and I just so feel guilty. I just feel guilty all the time about it. I'm only a senior in high school, and I was first raped by her, meaning him, when I was a freshman. So let's let's make sure we get this. She was a freshman, and he was a senior, and he raped her, but he pretends to be a girl. Back to her note. I'm so terrified to share what happened to me because of transphobes. I don't want to hurt my community or perpetuate the stereotypes of trans women, meaning boys, being predators. Am I wrong to want to come forward? I don't want to hurt anyone who wasn't involved. I'm scared. I somehow just made it all up, even though I was diagnosed with CPSD as a result of everything that happened. Am I being turfy, meaning am I acting like a trans-exclusionary radical feminist? for even talking about this, or should I just keep it to myself? Sorry, this is super rambly and incoherent. I just needed somewhere to talk about it that would understand the queer aspects of what I'm struggling with here. The the queer aspects. A freshman girl, ninth grade, raped by a senior boy. And that's her concern that she not encourage so-called transphobia. Why are they given this power? Well, again, let's go to agenda matching. There is the creation of a maybe $100 billion segment of society. Uh, it was the it was Madison Avenue on behalf of cigarette companies, 
and Hollywood and fashion that invented the phrase teenager. Did you know that? This came straight out of Madison Avenue, out of the advertising industry, because they looked and said, these kids have jobs, they've got summer jobs, and they've got regular jobs, and their parents give them um, you know, allowances. They've got this spending money, times are good, you know, kids are driving cars. We need to create a new segment of society. So they invented the phrase teenager, because prior to that, you were a kid until you were an adult. And then the teenager ethos became rebellion, rebellion from society, and and you're not the boss of me. And they marketed then, what did they market to teenagers? Booze, cigarettes, sex by way of fashion, and some of my favorite music. Got marketed that way to kids. They're inventing a whole different segment of society that has a whole different agenda attached to it. It has the depopulation agenda attached to it. It has the... um, It has the separation of the family attached to it. It has the destruction of the family attached to it. It has the over-sexualization of children agenda attached to it. It has pharma attached to it. That is making people drug addicted to all sorts of, of, of compounds. It's got that attached to it. And there is no daylight between it and what Satan wants for this world. Again, making people angry, sexist, drug addicted, little sex bots who are addicted to uh, addicted to porn and pills and surgeries. That's it. That's what you see. And so it might be a $100 billion industry. It might be more. So there's all sorts of agendas tied up into this, which is one of the reasons it's being given the control that it is. And they continue to want to push that control. This is a trailer uh, for a movie called Drag Kids. It's from 2019, but it's still getting viewed. I'm st- I wish that people understood that drag is a way of expression. I just feel more out there, more open, more powerful as my drag self. There is a bright side to life. Throw glitter on it makes everything look nice. It disturbs me that people think that we're, you know, sexualizing them. He's my baby. What else am I supposed to do but support him? Miss Susan B. Anthony. There's never really been a drag kid in Missouri. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be a famous drag queen. When that little kid said, I feel so powerful when I am dressed up as a prostitute, little boy saying, I feel so powerful when I'm dancing on stage, painted up, dressed up like a mix between a prostitute and a stripper. And someone's sick pedophilic fantasy of what sex with a child would be like. I feel so powerful. Can anyone help me out in thinking about an entity that loves it when people give in to that particular desire of the flesh? Can anyone help that out with me? Help me out with that? That's human power derived from um abusive sexuality is there an entity that likes that because i'm i'm it's slipping my mind why are they being given this control 
And why is it that the Republican Party does nothing on this, except for DeSantis and a few others? Why is that? Um, on the entire reverse end of the spectrum from what we just talked about, there's an opportunity to take kids who have, um, they say special needs. Yeah, that's true. There, there's needs they have that are unique, uh, like Alan at alansopes.com slash Todd. Alan needs a tablet. Uh, to be able to communicate in full sentences because of the way his body and mind have been impacted by autism and his, his body by some other illnesses, uh, which have engendered all these surgeries that he has to have to be able to walk and live. So his surgeries are life-saving and life-sustaining. It's just the opposite in every single way of what we're just talking about. And what does Alan do? He works. Works every single day at alansopes.com slash Todd. And sometimes it's inventing new fragrances. Every day is quality control day at allensoaps.com slash Todd and, and packaging. And so how is this the very opposite? It's because it, this company, as it grows, their goal is to hire more people like Alan, more kids, because they also have special gifts. You wouldn't have the fragrances of soaps. You will go see it, allensoaps.com slash Todd, where you get 10% off everything. When you use my name, Todd is the promo code. Those fragrances wouldn't exist without Alan's, some people would say, deficit. He can't speak. Well, not very well. Can't form sentences. But he can feel. He can remember. And he can say, these scents, rosemary, uh, watermelon, uh, watermelon, uh, uh, basil, uh, remind me of my grandma and this cedarwood, Jasmine reminds me, he has those senses that, that we don't have, not at his level. So it's alansoaps.com slash Todd, and there you will get 10% off everything that's there. And for my daughter to say, Alan Soaps is my favorite facial soap. She's a teen. You know how teen young women, how they value the way their skin looks? It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. You get 10% off everything there when you use my name as promo code. And you're helping to create a circumstance where more young men, kids like Alan, can be hired. You know, uh, I don't walk around hanging my head worrying about Jack Dorsey. Obviously, I'd like the Lord to call Jack Dorsey to himself. I'd love that. I'd love to, to be able to pray Jack Dorsey into heaven. And that would require Jack's participation. I mean, God could do it, but he usually doesn't do it that way. Jack Dorsey had revealed some time ago, this was in December, in early December, that he was fighting against the censorship at Twitter. Now, you can say, yeah, he was the CEO. How, how could he lose that battle? Because there's a board. There's a corporate board. Now, I'm not here to defend Jack Dorsey. I think Jack Dorsey lied to Congress. I think he perjured himself. I think he allowed this to go on. I think if he was that concerned about it, he has all the money he's ever going to need in his life that he should have stepped aside. He should have stepped down and said, Twitter is a psyop. It's an intelligence operation. So I blame him for that, for not being brave enough to stand against this. But now he's out saying it. And he revealed that there was an activist investor who started gobbling up Twitter shares, and he wanted to oust Dorsey as CEO. 
So this guy went and he purchased a massive stake in Twitter in 2020. He at, at, at 387 million bucks and installed um, an, a partner in a fund named Jesse Cohn on Twitter's board and successfully lobbied to have Jack Dorsey booted as the CEO of his own company and replaced him with this puppet, Parag Agrawal. And this is from informationliberation.com. And Dorsey said that what happened was when this, this he'd fought this, I don't want to censor. He said that social media needs to be resilient to corporate and government control. Only the original author may remove content they produce. Moderation is best implemented by algorithmic choice. He doesn't want people making the calls. He wants software written by people, so it might be a little bit better. And he said, Twitter... When I led it and the Twitter of today do not meet any of these principles. This is my fault alone as I completely gave up pushing for them when an activist entered our stock in 2020. I no longer had hope of achieving any of it as a public company with no defense mechanisms, lack of dual class shares being a key one. I planned my exit at the moment knowing I was no longer right for the company. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, the investor, the activist investor, according to uh, Chris Menahan at Information Liberation, He's a big GOP donor. Yeah, it's a GOP guy. Paul Singer. Described as a billionaire vulture capitalist. Yeah, he, you know what he, he, he apparently wants, according to this article? Well, the LGB so-called TQ agenda. It's, it's a big thing for him. Isn't that fascinating? that he bought into Twitter, and he is a big funder of the GOP, who is, of course, useless on all this stuff. All of this happened out of the separate country of Washington because three feckless, cowardly Republicans allowed the bathroom rule to start. One of those guys is now the head of the Chamber of Commerce of Bellevue, Washington. His name is former Senator Joe Fain. Just keep that in mind. If you're a member of the Chamber of Commerce in Bellevue, Washington, you're a guy, Joe Fain, he helped get this started. And he's never repented of that, to my knowledge. He should. So how are they given all this power? And why are they given all this power? And how far does this power extend? Well, it extends all the way in. To teachers saying, hey, so what if your school doesn't allow this curricula? So what? Developing your own um, library in your own classroom. Um, it is frustrating, disappointing. You know, the Rainbow Library is not here, but Amazon, Bookman's, uh, a lot of the used bookstores I spent a fortune at uh, lately and going, buying these books and, and putting them out there for the kids to grab. Um, it's not hard and you can do it. I guess I want to say you can do it under the radar without drawing a lot of attention to yourself. Um, I would encourage you to try. And if you get slapped down, you know, you, you get slapped down and you apologize and you move forward. But, um, it's so important for these kids to see someone like them, um, in government, in history, in literature. One of the students from the Shine team alluded to her school has gone to math books that are fairly non-gender specific in the uh, uh, word problems in mathematics. It's really cool. Um, 
So it can be done. Um, you need to be ready uh, for some pushback, depending on your community. But I submit to you that the kids are ready, that our kids are ready uh, and they're willing and they're open. Um, it's us. It's us. Uh, it's the adults that are are struggling and, and are stiff arming and, and passing all the laws. Again, um, I'm not going to take up much more Andy's time, but they're the ones that are the future. They're the future legislators. They're the future leaders. Um, let's give them all the education, all the uh, history, all the ammunition that they need to go out and make greater changes in their time. Fall of the children. Does that sound familiar? The children will lead us. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Uh, Mao's revolution. The children will lead. Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge, the children will lead. To do what? To tear apart society. To do what? To attack fact. To attack history. Mao's year zero. Nothing existed before the great Chairman Mao. There was no history. We are history. This is being done here. Is there a spirit that exists to create lies? To have people live in lies? That nothing else matters but him. There's no daylight between this agenda and what the enemy wants for our souls. Not a sliver of daylight in Scotland. Police issued a year-end report on, um, on, on activities in Scotland's policing. And they used a new phrase. The phrase is minor attracted people. This is a year-end report, part of the EU project to tackle child abuse and exploitation. To tackle it by not naming the perpetrators of kids who are being sexualized. Why are these people being given all this control? Where well, there's the money. There is the, the susceptibility to adult sexual lusts. There is the addiction to chemical pharmaceuticals and surgeries. There is a voting block that is that, that their very identities are tied to getting these drugs paid for. Their very identities, which are false identities. There is the aspect of this identity no longer being made in the image of God, but made in the image of pharma, made in their own image. Remember this. When Satan was Lucifer, he was said to be the most beautiful of all the angels. But it wasn't enough. He wanted to be his own God. And now as he exists, as theologians and and people theorize that he is now an ugly, well, he's defiled. But his beauty is gone. He's defiled. He can hide and cloak himself as an angel of light, but he's, he's disgusting. He created his own image. So why? Well, it goes to the root of what they're attempting to do to the world, and it goes to the root of things that they're trying to achieve. And it is worldwide. It's not just a question of who runs America, because remember this, the COVID lockdown was global. The lie about masks was global. 
Ignoring the fact that that disease circulated around the globe beginning in 2019, that is still not reported. Pretending the lockdowns were helpful still is still mainstream. When they talk about the mental illnesses happened to children, they say that the pandemic caused it, which is a lie. That's global. It's all global. The drag queen, uh, drag queen story time stuff was global. It all happened at the same time. It's all global. Who's running that? Track the agendas. It's the same. It's easy pattern recognition. And it is global. This woman, and we got to talk about this last week when I was on uh, with Clay and Buck. And again, man, thank you guys so much. We've, we've, we've received such great notes and, and uh, people finding us. Now you still listen to us on Russian. They're on the podcast. And thank you for that. We talked about a woman in Britain who was standing outside of an abortion clinic, silently standing there. And she got arrested because she said, I might be praying in my head. And the people came along and said, no, no, she wasn't arrested for for praying. She was arrested for being too near an abortion clinic while praying. She's not allowed to do that that sort of of protest. She was standing on a street corner. And she's still trying to uh, deal with the fact that she's been arrested for that. I'm still trying to get my mind around the fact that I've been arrested for silent thoughts going on in the privacy of my own head. My faith is a central part of who I am. So sometimes I'd stand or walk near an abortion facility and pray about this issue. Police asked me what I was doing one afternoon near the abortion center. I was clearly just standing there, motionless. I was completely silent. I let the police officers know that I might be praying inside my own head. That's all I was doing, thinking, lifting up my thoughts to God in silent prayer. This was enough for them to arrest me and take me to the station. Before doing this, they searched me on the pavement, even searching through my hair and confiscating the tissues from my pockets. When I was taken down to the police station, I was then grilled about what I was thinking. Later, they let me know that I've now been charged on four counts because of the thoughts I've been thinking and where I was thinking them. You don't have to be pro-life to see that this is wrong. Freedom of thought, conscience and belief are the most fundamental rights and are an essential part of our human identity. My name's Isabel. I'm a friend to some, a sister to others, a charity worker, a Christian. I'm not a criminal, but I've been censored. Well, censored and arrested. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Now the Spirit speaketh that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Is there any daylight between that description and what we see in this episode, what we've heard? So why? What, well, we get the, I hope we get the spiritual component. It's to destroy the family. It's to destroy people's belief in God. It is to separate them from God, putting them in a sin state so that they don't go to heaven. Uh, it is to perpetuate the lie that you can make yourself, you can be your own creator, which is the ultimate satanic belief. You can be your own creator. 
Uh, it is to install in people's minds and bodies um, this idea that your identity is who you have sex with. That is who you are. Or your identity is your mental illness, and it's to be celebrated. All of this is chaos. God is not a God of chaos. He's not a God of disruption. He's a God of predictability. He's a God of, he, he's, he wants to be a God of peace. Sometimes he can't do that. But what about the political aspect? What's the linchpin? What is the pain in the grenade? Why are they using the sexual left the way they are? I'm going to let a woman explain it because she'll close the case for us today. She says, she thinks she's saying one thing here. She's saying something quite, quite interesting, but not what she thinks she's saying. You're going to hear this woman and you're going to hear the pin that they've pulled out of the grenade. And we're going to remind ourselves that God will lay himself upon that grenade to protect us. He already has. The Lord Jesus did that. He laid down on this sexual left grenade 2,000 years ago on our behalf. And he's still doing it. He operates outside of time. He's already said, you stand in victory. We stand in victory from this stuff if we will simply stay absolutely locked and rooted into the unimpeachable and unchanging word of God. If we stay there, we're fine. Well, we also have to disciple others and try to help them stand in the same place that their souls not be taken. So we'll let this lady close the case on a political sense. Why? Are they using the sexual left? I will no longer call a person queer if I don't see them participating in queer politic. You're gay. Sure, you're gay. That is not the same as queer. If you haven't put a mask on in a week, not queer. You're just not queer. You're not. Queerness is supposed to be radical. It's supposed to be about supporting each other, helping each other, and making sure that we like lift up from the most vulnerable of our community. A lot of you gays are not acting like queers right now. So I'm not going to call you queer. Supposed to be radical. Lifting up the most vulnerable. Like children being sterilized. Like a freshman girl raped by a senior boy who pretended to be a girl. And now that girl is feeling guilty for reporting the rape. For wanting to talk about it. The most vulnerable. It's supposed to be radical. Right. What drove Lucifer from heaven? Pride. Pride. An irrepressible ego. Why am I taking the knee to that which created me? And now he's fallen. Find me the daylight between what the party is doing with the sexual left and what Satan wants done with souls. Find me the daylight. I'll talk to anyone about it. You heard the podcast on accident? You disagree with me? Get in touch with the show. I'll debate anybody on this topic. There is no daylight. This is the Todd Herman Show. We all stand in victory together, those of us who have accepted the Lord Jesus. And with that in mind, please go be well. Be strong, be kind, and be thankful. Be thankful that the victory is won.